that he is actually technically in blackface during this movie. gentlemen welcome to the film find your greatest source for oh shoot i almost did the other intro ah we're the best movie podcast ever assuming you've never listened to a movie podcast before that's what happens when you have too many podcasts your brain starts uh, forming the other thing and you start you know nothing goes right you know and I'm, is anything supposed to go right yeah not not that anything that i've ever done really goes all that right so uh, i'm back yet again matt smith what's up buddy uh, not much, man. Just uh, chilling out. No, you know. Biblical. Biblically. Biblically speaking. I don't know what that's supposed to mean. That seems weird. I'm, I'm chilling out biblically. <laughs> so we're uh, we're here this week. We're going to review uh, Exodus Gods and Kings, directed by Ridley Scott, starring one uh, Christian Bale and a slew of other folks. But uh, And we'll, we'll talk about some interesting things here. Uh, I don't know if this is going to be a super long episode, because uh, I don't know that we have a lot, lot to say about this particular movie, but... Uh, I think we both have certain feelings on it that we uh, would like to express. This is the first movie to actually knock the Hunger Games uh, Mockingjay out of the uh, top spot there. So that's uh, that says something. Oh, God. Hey, hey look, man, we, we've got tired of seeing, uh, you know. <laughs> I don't. J-Law. I hate well, that Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you what, I could probably fill a half hour on Joel Edgerton all of myself. <laughs> but I'm not going to. All right. Well, we'll we'll talk about Joel Edgerton and uh, <laughs> some other some His other... hands are so goddamn big. <laughs> In this whole movie, all I could think is like, damn, those are some huge hands. Man, you play some ball, yo. I don't know. Probably not. But anyway, so yeah, we're gonna be talking about Exodus, Gods and Kings today. Uh, I'm also gonna talk a bit about uh, Top Five. That's the uh, the other uh, new release review I got to check out. Uh, the new movie by Chris Rock. And uh, whether or not that's worth going to see. But uh, so let's jump in here and start with you, Matt. Anything you've seen this week that's been uh, of note? Uh, well, so I didn't get to go see Top 5, uh, which was going to be our other like two-parter for this week. Um, I didn't get to go see it because I've been stuck in uh, like term paper and grading hell. Um, so I haven't even really watched anything outside of like old Anthony Bourdain episodes and shit like that just to <laughs> like periodically keep my sanity. However, that being said, uh, I did read uh, what I what I would say is maybe the best uh, first issue of a comic book uh, that I've I've read in a couple of years. Okay. Um, put out by uh, Kelly Sue DeConnick at Image. Um, the the comic Bitch Planet is I've been hearing people talk about that. It is fucking good. Um, it's for those of you just to get a little bit of a primer. Uh, the the issue is all kind of just set up, uh, right? The story gets going, but basically, um, it's about a prison uh, on another planet where uh, women are sent when they are being non-compliant, hmm. um, and it's a kind of a radical feminist uh, comic book, but it is 
just so well done, man. Uh, highly, highly recommend that book. Hmm. Bitch Planet is, I've read it like five times already. I'm going to have to buy another copy just so that like my first printing doesn't just fall the fuck apart. <laughs> um, anyway, so that, that's kind of, uh, that's kind of it. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> hey. I haven't, haven't been watching shit, man. Look, one uh, of the requirements for this show is not for you to watch a thousand things. It's not. So don't feel bad. You know, we all no, have those weeks. It where... is a requirement for like my actual life, though. <laughs> uh, like the like the thing that I do that pays my bills. It is a requirement that I watch things. Yeah. Um, and uh, I just haven't fucking done that. Thanks for Fi- that. Finally saw the last uh, episode of Gotham. And uh, I've, still I been sit- that- I've been sit- sitting on that for some reason. I don't it's know really why. good. It's a weird way to end like the first half of the season. I got to say, I really, uh, I, I enjoyed the kind of half season ender of the Flash. I, I really enjoyed that a lot, uh, and I, I'm, I'm kind of, I mean, I still, I mean, I've, I've, I enjoy I Gotham. I enjoy Gotham, but uh, for some reason, the Flash is always kind of the one that I kind of jump to first uh, out of all the uh, the new little uh, shows on TV, and uh, I, I dig it. The Arrow Flash crossover episode was actually really good. Uh, the Flash one, the Flash episode a little bit better than the Arrow episode, but the Arrow episode wasn't too bad. But uh, it's like it, it's so cool because you're seeing two superheroes on screen at the same time, and it's like it's like you see in in the comic books. It's like first they start out they're a little bit enemies, and they find out that they're better off you know facing up together. I mean, it's kind of a classic mm-hmm. story retold on screen, and it's it's fun. There's a lot of joy to it, and I I, I dig that show a lot. I think I think you, you may be a little dismissive of it, but I think if you gave it a shot, it's really not too bad a show. I'll check it out. I think my problem with it is uh, like I feel the need to go back and watch Arrow and. Um, I just hated the first bit of that first season so much that I never like caught back up. Yeah, I mean, I never really watched it, and so I mean, I don't have any like. It, there's no backstory. To with know me. what in the fuck's going on in this universe? Not even close. Uh, I should, right? Uh, but okay, yeah, sure. Okay, I'll just yeah. watch the Flash. Yeah, there, then. There's no shit. real reason to go I back. Can I? Can I also fucking say? Uh, to all the haters out there, and I'm sure there are still a few uh, that are that are actually still watching the show for some reason. But uh, Agents of Shield this season is fucking awesome. I just that was now see that's one that I started watching off, and it was and it was a little rocky to start with. Mm-hmm. But I just never I kind of fell off. But I've heard Everybody it's gotten bailed. really really Everyone good. Everyone bailed. It's on but, Netflix now, so when I get a little chance to kind of sit down season, and watch it, man, is uh, fucking tops. It's really good. I've heard it picked up a whole bunch. So, I mean, that's just one of those things. I got to just make time and sit down and watch mm-hmm. it. So, but uh, yeah, I've been watching that. Yeah. Uh, I've been uh, spending the uh, my evenings uh, just kind of rewatching for at least probably the third or fourth time the IT crowd. I just, it's just some great mindless stuff to kind of put on to go to bed to. Um, just great show. It's on Netflix. Watch it. If you hadn't seen it, just freaking watch it. It's great. Yeah. It's um, Let's see. I started watching a, a, a documentary on Netflix, and um, I did what I don't normally do for most things. I stopped watching it. Uh, I started watching a documentary called L.A. Plays Itself, which I saw someone mention on Twitter. I mean, somebody that I know that lives in L.A., and they mentioned it on Twitter, and they were just, I forget their, you know, what their thoughts on it were initially, but I was just like, okay, well, that sounds like an interesting idea, a documentary about you know how L.A. has been portrayed throughout movies. Yeah. Um, I've watched maybe the first 15 minutes or so, and if someone has seen the rest of this thing and can tell me that it's different and it takes another direction, please let me know. Um, but this movie really, 
I, I thought this was going to be a great love letter to L.A. and how it's been portrayed through films, you know, and how it's changed throughout the uh, many decades of, of film that has taken place there. What it really ended up seeming to me within the first 20 minutes is a guy, the guy who's narrating it, who I guess is maybe the director. I don't fucking know. They don't really make mention of who he is. Uh, but it's he seems a lot like a guy who lives at the beach and pissed is pissed that there's water. You know, cool. He's just like, I, you know, everything about this town. This is like my town. It's like, first of all, I want to go. Nobody fucking, you know, most people aren't born in L.A. They move there. So right. it's probably not your town. You probably just live there for the past 10 years and you think it's your fucking town, but it's not. You probably grew up in fucking, you know, Idaho or some fucking shit. But um, it's just like everywhere I go, there's just there's this fake stuff around. It's like this McDonald's. It's where they shoot McDonald's commercials. It's not even open. And you're like, go fuck yourself. You know what I'm saying? It's like our our city has been portrayed like a crap hole or something. I don't know what it is. It's just it seemed really just kind of bitchy and sad. And I was just like, fuck this movie, man. I wanted to see something that was going to be entertaining and enlightening about the history of Hollywood and its portrayal throughout cinema. And I got just a guy bitching about how like the 401 is fucking <laughs> stupid or something. And you're like, go fuck yourself, man. I hate you. Uh, so fuck that movie. And if somebody, please, if you've seen the entire movie and you think it's and, and it's different, if it goes down a different direction and, and Mr. Bitchy Pants doesn't complete the entire time, email me at thefilmfindagmail.com and tell me it's different and I'll, I'll fucking watch it. But at this point right now, fuck that movie. Um, you know, be a documentary. Don't be a, a bitch fest. It sounded like it, the guy seems like the red letter media guy right. bitching about L.A. And it's like, fuck off. Um, so I did watch, I got a chance to see Top 5, which is uh, Chris Rock's uh, new movie. He uh, wrote and directed it. Um, very interesting movie. And um, I, at first when I was thinking about it, I'm like, I don't know that this is a movie that everyone needs to rush out and see. But I want to re I, I want to rephrase that because I, I thought about it for a minute and I was like, you know what? This is, um, I'm wrong. People need to go out and see this movie. Why? Because we don't have movies like this. We don't have movies put out uh, starring a largely uh, black cast by a black director um, that's not, you know, what you would expect that kind of movie to be. It's not a Tyler Perry movie. It's not one of these, uh, what was that, like, fucking, it's one of those things where, you know, the dude throws a broad down the stairs or something, any of that kind of bullshit. Right. It's, uh, you know, entertainment, uh, you know, I, I don't want to say it's for black folks specifically, because it's not really, it's for anybody, right. but uh, it is aimed more towards a black market for sure. But it has a good story. Is intelligible. Is is not. You know, you're not. You're not preaching down to anybody. But you're not. You know, being a goofy piece of crap either. You know, you're not placating anybody. But you're not making them feel like you know they're idiots either. Mm -hmm. um, so it's a, it's a well uh, well made story. Kind of. It's a bit about Chris Rock's life. It's a bit about. Uh, there's clearly some stuff about Eddie Murphy in there, and I think a uh, touch of uh, Martin Lawrence in there as well. Uh, so Chris Rock basically plays a guy who has done a whole lot of comedies throughout his entire life, had done stand-up and everything, and is uh, really trying to—he doesn't feel like he's funny anymore, and has really kind of stepped out of the limelight, doesn't really want to do any of that kind of stuff anymore, and decides he start, wants to start doing serious work. But, of course, as a comedian is wont to do, when you try to decide to, you know, hey, I don't want to, you know, be associated with this comedy stuff anymore, I want serious things, uh -huh. um, you know, the world doesn't take you seriously. 
And so, you know, this is a guy who did a couple of movies called Hammy, which is essentially, <laughs> I kind of want to see Hammy as terrible as it is, because it's about a guy in a bear suit who fights crime. Uh <laughs> So to see to see what is Chris Rock inside of a bear shoot suit shooting a machine gun at criminals somehow like I can kind of see why these people want to see it because it looks outrageously stupid but you know you see that and you you clearly think you know oh Martin Lawrence and the fat Mo- and the and the Big Mama's House movies and uh, you know just the kind of career spike that and and fall that you know kind of Eddie Murphy had taken and I'm sure there's a bit of Chris Rock in there as well. Uh, so Rosario Dawson plays a, a lady from the Times who comes mm-hmm. and interviews him about his life and stuff. And he's just like, why don't you start asking hard questions and, you know, really get into, you know, why I'm here. Don't do this kind of stupid fluff piece. And he doesn't want to do it anyway because the, you know, the critic for the Times has really been harsh on him for every single film he's ever done. And so, but he's really hesitant to be about in this thing. And so she finally gets to him and, you know, it's, it's an interesting interview, uh, an interview done throughout this entire thing. Uh, tons and tons and tons of cameos by like so many people, you know, comedians, and I don't even want to spoil a lot of the really good ones, but uh, great, great supporting cast and everything. Uh, so Rosario Dawson is great. Um, you have uh uh, JB Smooth is is in. I, I, I'm not usually a huge JB Smooth fan. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't dislike the guy, but I'm sometimes he can grate me a little bit. But uh, he 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 has a great because little role black. in here. No, it's because he's just <laughs> he's always got he's always he's always a little bit too on edge for me. It always seems like he's about to burst out of his skin at any second because he always seems just a little too excited for for my taste. It's just like, oh, you need to just mm, take a deep breath, JB. Take a deep breath. That's that's the thing that gets me. It's just like. He seems way too on edge. I don't know. Maybe it makes me nervous that he's just like he's going to burst into flames at any second because he's just so hyped about everything. No, I'm with you. I, I think uh, I, I don't know, man. Like uh, I think too much energy is uh, is creepy. Sometimes you just got to bring it down. But um, yeah, sometimes you got to Todd Berry that shit. <laughs> hey, man. Just because I bring it to a smoldering hot level doesn't yeah. mean I have to. Oh man, I forgot what I was gonna say. Dude, I did a great joke. It was uh, on on stage. <laughs> Fuck it. I mean, we don't have a lot to talk about in this podcast. I, I'll do the joke. It was great. So, right. so, uh, folks out there, uh, comedians, we plan everything that's in our act, or at least you know the good ones do. And I'm not considering myself a good one, but I'm saying the the other good comedians out there who are not me uh, do. But uh, so when the first Hunger Games movie came out, I was doing an open mic and everything. And I was like, hey, did you guys see that new Hunger Games movie? And I'm like, I don't know why I just asked that question like Todd Berry. <laughs> hey, guys, you see that uh, new Hunger Games movie? Oh, man, I never knew Tracy Gold was so good with a bow. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. Well, it was great at the time. There was a large audience and they were like, oh, shit, because it came out of nowhere. I'm like, I totally fucking planned that thing. And they all thought it was, uh, uh, you know, organic. Uh, but anyways, no, 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 patting myself on the back for the one fucking joke that I had that was funny for folks. Um, but never mind. Um, yeah, so top, it was it was funny. Top five, very, uh, very entertaining movie. Um, is it the best thing in the world? I, I'm not really sure, but I think it's it's definitely worth a watch. There's a lot of talk about there and a lot of interesting things about celebrity, about culture, about how uh, you know things sort of you know work within the Hollywood system, especially for for black actors and comedians and stuff. Uh, so very interesting stuff, and uh, if nothing else, you'll love seeing all the cameos in it from all from all of these very famous people doing some fairly funny things. So uh, definitely check that out. 
I right. will. So uh, that is it. Let's uh, jump into our review of uh, Exodus Gods and Kings. Here's a trailer. After 400 years of slavery, something is coming that is out of my control. You must set them free before it's too late. Moses, who has been telling you this? God. All right, that was the trailer for Exodus Gods and Kings, our new release review of this week, directed by Ridley Scott, starring Christian Bale, Joel Edgerton, Ben Kingsley, Sigourney Weaver, John Turturro, Aaron Paul for some reason, uh, Ben Mendelsohn, <laughs> I don't know, and a whole slew of other folks. Uh, IMDb logline, as always, 100% correct, 100% accurate, as always. The defiant leader, Moses, rises up uh, against the Egyptian pharaoh, Ramses, setting, set, uh, setting 600,000 slaves on a uh, monumental journey, escape from Egypt, uh, and its terrifying cycle of deadly plagues. Uh, this, of course, is based upon the Bible, kind of, sort of, in in a roundabout way. I got to say, though, for for a lot of the biblical eth- uh, epics and stuff, uh, this is one of the more um, fairly accurate sort of things. There's some things that are you know kind of missing and stuff, and even in a two and a half hour film, there's only so many things that you could put into place and everything. Um, this is the like I said earlier, this is the movie that kind of topped uh, Mocking Jay at the box office. Not hugely, by the way, either. It's only like twenty mil, so that's uh, we're really cranking down the mm-hmm. kind of sad sack time before we really start to get into all the crazy, you know, Oscar uh, bait. And of course, next week we got the Hobbit, so that's going to be big. Uh, so people are saving their money up to go see that. Uh, but this is not rocking the highest of ratings right now. I think currently it's sitting at a good old probably 26% on Rotten Tomatoes, somewhere in that mm-hmm. neighborhood. Um, so, Matt, what are your kind of uh, thoughts of, uh, of of Ridley? Well, first of all, uh, I think this is important to get out of the way. What do you think of Ridley, Ridley Scott as a whole and Ridley Scott's uh, career as of recent? I think that's a very important thing to start with. Oh, um, I like both things. <laughs> <laughs> Eloquent, uh, so, but that one's yeah, me. Yeah. Uh, Alien is my favorite movie of all time. I don't think that I've made this. Uh, I, I think I've told said this on the podcast before. Alien is my favorite movie of all time. Uh, if if I were only given the option of only watching one movie on repeat for all eternity, it would be Alien. Um, I actually really quite like uh, Ridley Scott. He's uh, fucking. He makes gorgeous movies, man. Um. I actually really like his his later stuff too. Uh, Prometheus, I, I still stand by a, as kind of an amazing thing. The director's cut of um, of uh, God damn it what was his Middle Eastern thing, Kingdom, Kingdom of, of Heaven. Heaven. Yeah, right. The director's cut of that uh, is phenomenal. Um, I don't care so much for Gladiator. Right, uh, that's kind of the last one that everyone went bonkers for, but mm-hmm. I don't care about it that much. Uh, I, I really like Ridley Scott. Exodus, like all of his movies, is a beautiful, beautiful film. Mm-hmm. Right? It it is amazingly photographed, and uh, the shot choices and the compositions of the images—it's all immaculate. There are major, major, major issues with this movie. Okay. Um, 
and I'm going to actually I'm just going to talk about the casting uh, for, <laughs> first and foremost because because okay. really that's where it falls apart for me. Um, so you know, there's been a little bit of a controversy. A little uh, bit, if, if, if we can say it's been a little <laughs> bit, right? Uh, where all of the major actors uh, in this film, uh, all of the main, main characters are played by white people. Mm-hmm. Um, and the ones who aren't, uh, aren't even playing their own ethnicity, Usually, right? Yeah. So, so like Ben Kingsley playing a uh, Hebrew. Um, Hayam Abbas, who is an Israeli actress, playing Bithya, right? Uh, an Egyptian. Mm-hmm. Um so just really weird fucking things like that. And I have to tell you, it is disconcerting to see Egyptians with blue fucking eyes. Um, Here, here's the, here's an issue too. Uh, Like some of these people are so white, right? (laughs) So the, so the person that plays uh, Zipporah, um, uh, Moses's wife, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Her name is uh, Maria Valverde. Now look up this actress she is one of the whitest people you could imagine. She doesn't even have like a tan in any movie, right? It's a very ethnic sounding name too. Uh, yeah, almost beside the point. Yeah, I, I know, I know, but that, that's what I'm saying. It's <laughs> right. just like, the, but um, yo, you hear, she's from you Spain, hear the right? name. She's, but... she's from Madrid, but okay. um, so the Spanish actress is brought in to play this uh, this um, uh, tribal woman out in the desert, right? Mm-hmm. Uh. Every, the point is this. Everyone in this movie wears so much goddamn makeup to make themselves look not fucking white, except except for Ben Kingsley and, uh, at certain times, Christian Bale, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mostly because Christian Bale just gets a really dark tan. Um, but everyone else, right? Every fucking body else has so much goddamn makeup on. And uh, it is disconcerting. Um, now... Right. Ridley Scott's claim, uh, as we've talked about uh, before, I don't think we actually did it on an episode. I think we did it in one of our post or, or, or pre episode recording discussions. Right. Yeah. Uh, Ridley Scott right, comes out and says these people were cast because there was no other way to get the movie financed if, you know, they weren't big name stars, blah, 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 blah. I understand that. Right. Mm-hmm. But as I've told you, right, you can really get by with like, getting Christian Bale to sign on as Moses and then everything else you can kind of fill out. But the, uh, the casting of Joel Edgerton as Ramses makes no fucking sense to me. Not, not, not only because he's white, but also because he is goddamn awful. (laughs) You cannot tell me that there was not a better non-white actor to play Ramses in this fucking movie. He is terrible. I don't know why people like this guy. I've never thought that he was particularly good in anything. But in this movie, he is fucking bad. Hmm. Uh, and his, he's got these, like, huge, meaty hands that for some <laughs> fucking reason are foregrounded in all these shots. And all I can think is, like, those are the fattest fucking meathead fingers I've ever seen in my whole goddamn life. <laughs> the whole time I'm watching this movie... And he has a stupid accent, and he has shitty line delivery, and he's fucking, he's just terrible. I could not fucking get around him in this movie. Hmm. Fucking terrible. And 
Can I just, uh, we can use this as a segue if you want. The reason that I laughed so much when you said, for some reason, Aaron Paul, is what the fuck does Joshua do in this goddamn movie other than sit on the sides and watch Moses talk to the fucking heir? And why did they need to cast fucking Aaron Paul for that role? Yeah, and that's the thing is like, I, I, you know. He's also terrible, by the way. Well, he doesn't not really do anything. Not, no, no, no. Not in this movie. Just in general, he's fucking bad. But in this movie... One might say he's broken bad. He, he doesn't do any fucking thing. So it's almost like, why fucking cast him? Why bother casting him? Anyway, I'll let you I'll let you <laughs> get me off my diatribe now. Okay. Um, I, I didn't hate Aaron Paul, but, but he didn't really have much to do. Like you said, by, by and large, he kind of spies on Moses and stuff and just kind of goes... Oh, is this guy off his nut? I mean, what's kind of going yeah. on here? And it really doesn't it doesn't no, go anywhere. I want to clarify. I hate Aaron Paul outside of this role. This role he doesn't do anything, so I don't care that he's there. That's the point. Anyway. But he's Jesse, bitch. Shut up. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, talking to the air there, bitch. <laughs> Why are you talking to the air, bitch? Come on. But <laughs> you get some science up in you. <laughs> it's terrible. Anyway. Um I gotta say, um, I while not the biggest of fans, I didn't hate Joel Edgerton the way that you do. Um, oh, it, was, it was visceral. Now, when I see this guy, you know what I see, and I see this in a lot of this movie. Okay, I see the old school kind of shit coming out. I mean, and it's just because that's how it was done back then, whatever, with the white actors and everything. I see Joel Edgerton in this film. You know what I see? Fucking Yul Brenner, man. Yeah, he's also very fucking, like, he is so goddamn white in real life that he is actually technically in blackface during this movie. Technically. <laughs> it's close. It's, it's yeah. I mean, I, I don't think, he, I, it was just, I think he, hmm, I don't know that he had the best of things to to deal with as far as, like, material and stuff goes. But I I didn't, I mean, the only thing that I, and, you know, mild spoiler alerts, whatever. But now, everybody um, knows Exodus. Fuck it. Yeah. It's it's fucking thousands of years old. Who yeah, maybe maybe people. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't read Exodus, good. If you don't know uh, a little bit about something, good. but um, you know, with, with with his kid dying and everything, that's the only part where I was really kind of just like, I feel like you'd feel a little bit more pain than what I'm really kind of seeing here. But yes. um, I will definitely give Ridley Scott this. I I think a lesser director would not have shown the children dying. Um, so I, I kind of, yeah, I think you're right. I give, I give very good props to that because it's just like, this is the thing that, you know, uh, in, the, in this, this happened in the story. So don't, you know, sit there and whitewash this thing. A funny term we use in this particular <laughs> film, but <laughs> as I say it, I'm like, that's an interesting phrase I used. Um, but you know, so the, things like that happen, which I thought was very interesting. Um, I, I liked how, uh, I, I like the 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 portrayal of uh, of God as in as in a little boy, and so it's not just kind of what's kind of become like the you know the cliche like you know light from the sky sort of deal and a big booming voice mm-hmm. and everything. I love this kind of eternal child who uh, then he, Christian Bale's who Moses can then have a conversation with. So the idea of a conversation with God doesn't seem weird and foreign. It makes sense to embody it in this kind of child. And the kid actor was fucking great, man. I love that little kid. He was really good. Yeah. Um, and I think I thought most of the kids were actually pretty good in this, except for his son was kind of I don't know maybe it was he was just weird looking that I didn't really <laughs> dig that I, I because seemed, he wasn't actually just really white. He wasn't a white kid. And it pissed me <laughs> he off. <wasn't> <laughs> he was so out of place. 
Uh, <laughs> it, it weirded me out. Who is this child of color? Why is he here? Goodbye, young child. No, here, look. I, so all those things you you liked, I agree, right? Uh, like the showing the children dying, uh, the the use of the child as as God, um, who who Moses communes with, right? Um, and the fact that other people can't fucking see any of that, yeah. right? Uh, I like it. Um, because it also, you know, one of the better things about the Aronofsky Noah film that I actually really like, um, but one of the better things about that movie is that it kind of portrays uh, Noah as a guy who's crazy, mm-hmm. right? For for having this faith, um, for like thinking that he can talk to God, right? Uh, it it almost like it plays around with the notion that these guys really are just kind of nuts. Uh, on some level. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the fact that they believe in God might save them and might even be true. I mean, of course it's true. These stories are like from, from the Bible, right? So it's true in their story worlds, right? Um, but I like, I like that aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ambiguity that's given to everyone else, right? Including the audience sometimes uh, as to what's going on in, in reality. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what else I really liked a whole lot was the was the final uh, sequence at the Red Sea. I right. thought that that was a really great um, visualization of of that of, of the uh, Hebrews crossing the Red Sea mm-hmm. and having it part. I thought that the visualization of that was was very interesting and not quite like we had seen it before. That's true. I, honestly, I mean, I, I liked a lot of it. I would have, I mean. Maybe it's just the kind of kind of traditionalist of the idea of the story and everything. I would have liked to have seen a more kind of grander parting, as it were. Mm-hmm. Uh, just just because I mean, just from a, it's, the movie's so visual to not really have that as a full, true, you know, truly realized visual moment was a little kind of it was a little. I wish I wish it would have been there. And yeah, but I I feel like what so right like that and the plague sequence right some of the stuff that the, that the film was doing was trying to think through how this would have occurred yeah even naturally right mm-hmm. um and I also didn't mind that like there like we didn't get the the image of Moses with his staff standing at the sea commanding it to be parted right, right. but like the charlton heston uh, cecil b Mill version of shit right yeah um i like that we didn't get that mostly because uh you know what that always reminds me of now is ian mckellen uh <laughs> in lord of the rings yeah, well you know like uh, ocean, does, right? you like, shall oh, look, it's the old bearded dude with a staff uh like manipulating the forces of nature mm-hmm. to his will right um, so I, I don't know. I liked it. I liked that. I didn't get that like Gandalf parting yeah. the Red Sea mm, flashback. I could, I could see that. I mean, I, like I, I, like I said, I, I could see how it goes either way, but I thought, I, I just felt like overall in a movie that's so visual not to get that grandiose visual coming out of that was a little bit like, I, uh, you know, I mean, I get what you're doing, but I kind of would have liked to see that a little bit anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, I did, I did, I did love the the plagues and how they come about and everything and how they're portrayed. I think that was some of the best uh, portrayal of that ever. 
on on yeah. screen and and just and what they would do and how this like truly affected these people because you hear about you know you you're reading the story you hear about all this kind of stuff and you just think oh that's the thing that happened no one really thinks about the repercussions and what truly would happen if these things happened yeah. so uh, seeing that visually played out was 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 very very nice. I mean, a lot of people just go. I saw complaints about it, just like, oh, it just goes CGI crazy, and I'm like, none of that bothered me at all. Did that bother you a bit? No, I didn't. I don't. I didn't. I didn't get where that complaint was with people. Just no. Going, I mean, what are they going to do? Have like four thousand animatronic cro- crocodiles <laughs> killing each other? That's stupid. That would look terrible. That's one of the most bitching crocodile scenes I've ever seen in a movie. Too. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty good. I like that. Um, I mean, I, I thought it was cool about how, how they kind of... Uh, this, the, the movie did something I didn't think it was going to do, which was basically... I mean, obviously, like again, and the thing, and you compare it to kind of, kind of uh, the, the Noah story here, the big thing is the story with Noah is, is a very, very short story. So uh-huh. to make that an over two-hour movie is, is a feat. So you have to add a lot of stuff to that to kind of, uh, you know, get the narrative to, to flow. Right. Right. So it's only I think it's I think Noah's only like two chapters in the Bible. So it's pretty short. Uh, But, uh, you know, uh, Moses' story is pretty big. He's got a pretty, pretty epic uh, life. So he's a he's a very large character in the Bible. And so you have to cut out some certain things or certain things that are not there. But I didn't think that we would really kind of cover what was essentially his entire life for this thing. And I thought that was really, really cool. I didn't know that we would uh, when we got to the point where, you know, we see him actually going through and hammering through the Ten Commandments. I didn't think that we'd get that far. And I thought it was really cool that we did get to that point. And um just yeah, I, giving his backstory from you know being being led down the river and everything, I thought it was really cool that how they kind of encapsulated everything, mm-hmm. uh, more or less the the big broad strokes of his life within within the uh, the movie itself. And I, I thought that was that wasn't something I was expecting, and I'm really glad that I got. Uh, I'm mostly on board with that. I really did like uh, that they didn't start out with uh, him being put in the basket. In the yeah, they just made the right. They like, just made the reference to it and stuff, which I thought was great because it painted a great you know visual yeah, picture for your mind. It's nice, I love right? that because because they used it for what it is. It's backstory. Yeah, it was it's not. It's not the main thing, right? Um, so who cares? Uh, you shouldn't take twenty minutes to get to the, get to the meat uh, exactly. of what your movie is, right? Again, a lesser storyteller um, would have would have literally shot that and shown it. To here's me. here's uh, a little bit of the problem I have with the ending is that it goes really fast through the end of his life, right? Yeah. Like it's basically like chiseling Ten Commandments is right after they uh, get get to his home away, like after they've crossed the Red Sea, right? Well, it's, it's tough to watch. It's boom, Ten Commandments hanging out, uh, <laughs> chiseling that shit. And then, boom, we're riding, uh, you know, continuing on to Canaan. But uh, I've got the Ten Commandments, uh, the tablets in the Ark of the Covenant, but I'm really old. And then that's it. Well, right? it's, it's, it's like two scenes. They're really well done, uh, and they act as a nice coda. I just think that they go a little too fast. I'm really glad that we didn't have to, like, sit through... Uh, some nonsense. I mean, literally forty know, years of walking through the desert. You mean? <laughs> yeah, because that's yeah, what exactly. happened. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, but um, you know, like I, I would have liked to see like a little bit more with his uh, with his wife and kids. Maybe right? even just a slight um, montage of kind of the you know the the or uh, just more the, time going through the wilderness or something, or just more time with them after he gets through the Red Sea before they move on to this other stuff, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. like there's very little right then. I, I don't know. Um, it wasn't. I didn't dislike 
Uh, but I, but I felt it was a little rushed, a little rushed. Yeah, and no, I, I, I agree. I mean, it did kind of get to a like, wow, we really jumped ahead in the story here, and and then it's kind of boom, 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 and we're done. It's like, hmm, interesting. I mean, in a movie that's yeah. you know a little over two and a half hours, uh, you probably could have edited. And that's the nice part though, too. I gotta say that this movie at two and a half hours, uh, didn't drag on to me. It didn't feel like it no, was a I mean, super it, long it, movie at all. It, uh, it felt kind of like it was its running time but it moved along at a nice pace where it wasn't like distracting that it was going on for yeah it, it felt long but it wasn't an agonizing long it was mm-hmm. just it was it was like what mo- most of the lord of the rings movies have been to me it's like you know it's like i feel like i've been here for a while but i don't necessarily mind it yeah yeah, and, and the ending definitely does not hit uh, levels of ridiculousness like Return of the King, right? Where it's just like, and then this new thing, and then this new thing, and <laughs> we then got 15, this new thing. We got 15 Noah endings, or, uh, or Moses endings on this bitch. <laughs> right. Watch out now. Yeah, and the Howard Shore score is going to swell during each one, and then we're going <laughs> to think it's over, and then there's another new fade thing. Fade right? to black, and fade up again, and then fade to black, and then fade up again. I like, you could tell, dude, because like the first time that I saw... Um, saw Return of the King, it was uh-huh. on a Trilogy Tuesday. So we had just watched the first two extended editions back-to-back and then watched, you know, the third one. Let me tell you, by the time second f- fake ending happened, everybody's just like, oh, my God, I got to piss, dude. I mean, I really, I've loved this. It's been a great experience. I've really got to pee now. <laughs> yeah. Well. But uh, we'll be talking about the hum not too long. Don't worry, folks. Um but yeah, I mean, overall, I got to say, I wasn't like completely blown away by the movie. But I certainly, I liked it a lot more than I had anticipated that I would like it. Um, I I didn't particularly care for uh, Kingdom of Heaven. Um, I, 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 like you, think Gladiator is a good movie, but I think it's also very overrated as well. Uh-huh. Um, I, I like, I, I, I absolutely adore Prometheus. I thought it was one of the best movies of that year. Um, but by and large, I haven't of his later stuff. I haven't been the biggest of fans. I'm obviously a huge Alien fan, and uh, you know, I mean, who, if you're not an Alien fan, the film find at gmail dot com and tell me, tell me why. I really, I want to meet somebody who don't. doesn't. No, I want to meet somebody who doesn't like Alien. It's weird. I don't know anybody that. Does. Have you met anyone who doesn't like Alien? No, and I really don't need like one more thing in my life to hate <laughs> something about. So, uh, Body of Lies. You like that one? Um, I only saw bits and pieces of Bodies of Lies on television. I never really I like Body of Lies. I think I, I think my dad's got on DVD. I may have to go borrow that from him, unless it's on Netflix or something. Which you know, I don't know. But um, you know, Robin Hood sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I talked to a customer about that today. I was like, I asked him that you know, like I said, uh, I don't know if I'm going to put this in the podcast or not. But I asked what your favorite, you know. One of the security questions is, you know, who's your one of your one of the uh, options is who's your favorite actor? And this girl today said Russell Crowe, and I was just like, that's a really fucking weird choice. And I'm like, when's the last time we saw Russell Crowe in anything? Uh, he's all over the place, man. You kidding me? Is he? What's he been in that I haven't? I mean, like he's not. He was, he was in Noah this year. Well, okay. <laughs> like, that's how but, good he was. I totally forgot. But but no, he he's uh, you know he was in Les Mis. He was Jor-El in Man of Steel. Why do I not remember the he roles in, that he's uh, in? I've seen all of these he films. He was in uh, State of Play. That movie was good. Body of Lies, American Gangster, 310 to Yuma. I guess maybe I just haven't. I don't know. Maybe for some Master reason. Master and fucking Commander. I don't know why his. Uh, well, yeah. Well, that was. That Master Commander is a while back now. That's like 10 years, right? That's close. Yeah, it's 2003. Okay. 
So that's a, that's a but, while back. But seriously, in the like in the past two years, he's been in. Uh, so so if we just go from two thousand no, those are big. Okay, I got it. man with the iron man with the iron fist, which is not good. Uh, Lay <laughs> Miz, Broken City, Man of Steel, Winter's Tale, which I've been told is horrible and also batshit, and there and thus I should see it. So I'm kind of intrigued. Um, Noah, right? He's uh. Got another movie coming out uh, supposedly this year, but I'm betting it's 2015. There's no way. Not at this rate. He has this right. Um, but no, he's he's all over the maybe place. Maybe it's there. just, I don't know. Maybe, I, I guess he just hasn't been registered on my radar for some reason. I don't know. It's weird. Oh, well. Make a more, I want to. <laughs> but, but anyway. Maybe it's because I'm begging. thought it was a weird. Maybe it's because I'm begging for like, I want to see him do like a kind of insider thing again. That's what I mentioned to her. I was like, I want to see him do like an insider role where he gets all fat and pudgy and like barely fucking recognizable. I want to see that again. That's what he kind of does in uh, in um, Body of Lies. Okay. I mean, it's all, you I know, got, he puts on like 40 or 50 pounds. I got to watch the whole thing. I like everybody involved in that. So I, I, I should, I should, I should at least watch it. <laughs> Um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, I gotta say, um, the movie's not perfect, uh, but Exodus, I enjoyed it uh, more than I thought I would. And I'm going to give it a fairly, uh, decent reckon- uh, recommendation because honestly, it's such a beautiful film. I really do think it needs to be seen on the big screen because it's gorgeous looking. I mean, even if you think the acting is terrible in the story, whatever, it's gorgeous looking. So oh, it's, it is just, uh, Joel Edgerton. Yeah. Just, just he, look at it on the big screen because I, I think terrible. right there, I think that alone is, is, is worth the price of admission. I don't think you need to go pay fucking money for 3d, but go see it. Go see it early matinee. If you want to see like what a really pretty movie looks like, that's has a story that's pretty competent and well put it, well put together. You may not be the biggest Joel Edgerton fan in the world, but I, it's a, Ugh. it's a decent enough movie for my money. I didn't feel like, I didn't feel like I wasted my time. It's bad. Like the- <laughs> <laughs> I uh, look, uh, it is gorgeous. I think that the movie is uh, has some major problems. Um, I don't know. I I did not hate watching the movie. Right? It, it was not like I was sitting there the whole time, like in uh, like Tusk or something. Right? Just sitting there, like, well, this Ooh. is intriguing, but I also don't want to watch it. <laughs> Um, it was, it was different, right? Like I did not want to watch it, but it also just was not good. And, uh, I have to say that, uh, the, the casting was the biggest part of why it was not good. Hmm. Uh, Joel Edgerton, every time he's on screen, I want to like, just, I don't know. There's something, I just want to punch his face, uh, somehow. Um, he's just got that, I don't know. It's fucking weird okay uh, i mean this like, guy I, in this movie i could totally bad. see it he's really bad his his the character is not great in and of itself right like that's a flaw of the film uh too that ramsey's character just is not great um right getting it just like he's not real there's no real motivation other than him being a douchebag so i guess like what has he got to work with but also like joel edgerton adds zero value to this movie's existence zero yeah. i'd say uh, in fact uh, as i'm talking about it uh, it's probably apparent that he subtracts actively from its value <laughs> um but it's it's a fucking kind of a mess uh acting wise um i don't know ben kingsley has some scenes where i'm just like he, he looks like he's just 
in awe that like there's a camera in front of him. Um, and uh, he gives like, a Ben Kingsley they, performance. Let's be frank. They, they get like, hi, I'm a boss, right? Who's who's like uh, one of the best actresses in Israel. Uh, really is given fuck all to do as Bithia. Um, ben Mendelsohn as the viceroy for fuck's sake is like the most yeah. overtly kind of weird ass cockney shit accent. And he has his and Aaron Paul's blue eyes might be the most disturbing goddamn shit in the whole fucking movie <laughs> because they're like, there's no fucking re- there. No eyes were that blue in this fucking region of the world. I don't give a fuck genetic anomaly or not. Are you a fucking albino? Uh, there's no way that your eyes are that fucking light colored period of any shade or color. Um, but Ben Mendelsohn was fucking terrible too. I have to say that, uh, God awful, not as bad as, as Joel Edgerton, but, but certainly distractingly bad. Um, so I don't, I don't know what to make of that. Uh, this is not a recommend for me. Hmm. Okay. Fucking. Wait until the Pirate Bay comes back up and download this <laughs> shit and watch it on your iPhone and you'll get as good of an experience without Story having Story-wise, yes. Visual-wise, I, I got to completely disagree there. It's got great, I it's think got it's great worth, visuals. I think okay, it's worth seeing fine, on the big screen is for visuals alone. Inch, put it on your 13-inch monitor and go to bed and it's fine. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's like, gore- the movie is gorgeous, right? Maybe So here's maybe what you should do is uh, like, Get someone to read Exodus to you, yeah, very slowly, ooh, and ooh. put and put that on an iPod. I'm and pretty... then put that, put some headphones in, and just like sit there with like death metal, and then intersperse the <laughs> story of Exodus, and then just watch it play out right as you're as you're going along, and you'll get. All of the good bits. I, if I am not mistaken, there is a version of the Bible read by James Earl Jones. Yeah, get that shit. That would be dope. Oh, put a uh, nice, cool soundtrack. You in the should back just of that. find all the all the different celebrity read, right? Like get him, get fucking Andy Griffith, uh, <laughs> Charles Heston. I think did a reading, Andy right? Like Griffith. get all of that shit and just listen to him back to back to back to back for 150 <laughs> minutes. And and watch it play out on screen, and you'll get the full experience of everything that's good about this movie. So it's a not recommend for you. Christian Bale's great. He is, but I never doubted he would be. Yeah, well, I mean, he's not. Yeah, he's one of those that you're just like, look, I, I just, whatever I he's going to be, he's going to bang it out. I just cannot even wrap my like. Why the fuck was Aaron Paul even in this movie? It, I cannot wrap it around. It's not. He's not even bad. It's just the character does nothing. So why is he there? Why 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 would you need to pay that like, dollar for that yeah, guy? Get fucking Joe, the fucking grip, to grow a fucking beard and hang out and look at stupid shit like he's like he's fucking bewildered all the time because that's like, what Aaron Paul does in this movie. Bro, you shot some in Egypt. Go pick up an Egyptian and put him in some clothes. I mean, I can only imagine that maybe there's like a 210 minute version of this movie out there somewhere. Where like thirty minutes of Aaron Paul is just fucking trash. Like Ridley Scott just Terrence Malick that motherfucker <laughs> and said, "You're not in this movie at all, man. Enjoy that shit at the premiere." Um, he just <laughs> there's a whole there's a whole segment where he's talking to everybody, going, "Y'all don't know about this Moses guy. Check him out. He's talking to nobody, man. Yeah. It's crazy." <laughs> it's like that's that's the biggest problem. It's just like that went nowhere. He didn't even like talk to anyone about it. 
Or no. I mean, because the, at least at least you could do is have him talk to someone so you could at least figure out what's going on in, inside of his head instead of just guessing. He doesn't fight anybody. He doesn't like light anything on fire that blows up. And I that think he told someone to go somewhere once. Yeah, I think that was about the most. Yeah, he, he told Christian Bale that Ben Kingsley wanted to meet him. He spied a little bit and told him, <laughs> told someone to go somewhere, and I think told people, "Hey, watch out for something." And that was about it. And so that's and so right so like shit like that. That is was worth probably worth two hundred fifty grand. Ridley Scott, we needed these actors to get funding, kind of bullshit, right? Like you cannot fucking tell me that you needed Aaron Paul to fucking stand there and look like he didn't know what the fuck was going on. Which, aside from anything, is the only thing that uh, Aaron Paul's good at doing. You're anyway. crazy, man. China loves Aaron Paul. Oh. You don't even well, know, son. Well, good. They're also... Uh, <laughs> they probably don't care about the Bible too much over there, but it's okay. Well, the persecuted ones do. Well, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> this movie will make a billion over that way. Um, All right, I think we're done. Yeah, uh, I think I'm done. I can't rant too much longer. I'm just kind of going to yeah. like... I don't know, man. So How that's, the fuck Joel Edgerton's hand so goddamn big? You know, he, well, he's in that uh, he's in that fighting movie, yeah. I guess I don't know. Maybe I look. Don't ask me, man. I got big hands as it is, but my, yeah, that's but just due to me being a large adult. Got, yeah, but he's not right. Like he obviously works out. He just has like the meatiest fucking sausage fingers I've ever seen in my whole. Yeah, I think here. you're right. I think when he pointed down to something once, I did think, "My God, that's a big hand." It's like well, he's he, got baseball he mitts. Down and there's that whole scene where, like, it's almost like a fetish in this fucking movie. His giant hands, right? Like where, like, uh, there's there's this one bit where he's like eating fucking crab. Yeah, his hands and it's are all glistening. All, like that whole scene. Right is about where he's putting his hands. It's about him licking his fucking fat fingers and uh-huh. uh, like manhandling some shellfish and dipping them in water and then like rubbing his temple as he's talking to Moses and then he like has to eat some more shell. It's the whole fucking maybe Ridley knows about some like really wild kink that's going to be a lot of big money maker that we uh, we don't know nothing about. Well, good for him, man. He's going to make a lot of money on that finger fetish aftermarket. You don't even know. <laughs> A lot of that going down. All right, boy. I'm done. Don't, right, don't just see this movie, guys. Jesus fucking Christ. Also, go see it at uh, the Dollar Theater. I said. Also, all of the fucking conversations that I overheard coming out of this movie are exactly as goddamn stupid as you would think they were. Yeah. Right, look, I don't put, <laughs> I don't put nothing past nobody. Look, I had to, I had to tell a lady to shut up during this film. So, I don't, well, I don't, I don't put any intelligence on any human being ever when it comes to go, comes to being at the movie theater. So. All right. So that's it, everybody. So one tepid recommendation, one go fuck that movie. Um, So uh, next week, uh, hopefully we're going to drop this episode fairly quickly. Uh, But all plans are to release an episode where we review The Hobbit. We're going to have that shit out this week. Fairly soon. So that should be this weekend. We want to get kind of a jump on it. I know there were some early screenings uh, Monday night and everything. So they're starting off real quick. So even though the, you know, quote, quote, technical release date is at the end of the weekend, uh, people are jumping on it and jumping on it big. So we're going to go see that and uh, see it in the high frame rate and all that kind of stuff. And we'll talk about that, the difference between everything and... Should there be more Lord of the Rings films? I'm going to go ahead and say no. Um, but <laughs> we'll talk about that and everything in there. Uh, so, Matt, in the meantime, sir, where can we find more of your work on the Internet this week? Uh, conspiracymediatheory.tumblr.com and uh, on Twitter at 
Matt underscore Boyd underscore Smith. Very good, sir. And as always, you can follow the show at The Film Find on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash The Film Find. All the links for liking us and all that kind of good stuff are and reviewing us on iTunes. Please do that if you haven't. Uh, all up on uh, thefilmfind.com. Also, I want you to listen to my other podcast, Hear Movie Podcast, at hearmoviepodcast.com. Uh, this week we uh, we talked about our Christmas movie, uh, Iron Man 3. Uh, you know, it's really hard to, with superhero movies to find something very Christmas related. So we found two this year. So uh, next year is going to be really difficult. So we're going to try to do that as best we can. But uh, Iron Man 3 this week. And uh, Sean calls me a bad word for uh, something that I did to him. So uh, that's going to be a teaser for that show. Check that out. HearMoviePodcast.com. Uh, so everything, HearMoviePodcast.com, TheFilmFind.com. Links for everything are everywhere on these sites. Go do all that stuff. Follow me on Twitter at Adam Porches, blah, 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 blah. We're going to be back here next week in not too many days to talk about The Hobbit. So for Matt Smith, I'm Adam Portress. Take it easy, everybody.
I get it. You hate the movie. <laughs> I just hate. I hated Joel Edgerton. I, dude, I can I can see that. I'm like I didn't I didn't hate him, but I mean honestly, I looked at him and I was just like, I mean, when I saw everyone here in this movie, I could like give I could give like an analog back to you know back in the day. I'm like I'm looking at Joel Edgerton. I'm like, this is the role you Joel Brenner would have played. I seen the Ben Mendelsohn character. I'd have been like, this is kind of like a weird like Olivier would have played this role or something like that. You know, it's just. You could have pointed out. It's like, okay, here's your, um, here's your fucking, um, what's his fucking name, Omar Sharif or something. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So these people that are not these ethnicities, but are this, and it doesn't. When I look at it in that particular light, it doesn't really bother me, but I, I could see how it could be bothersome. So I can, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll I grant you, I grant you indeed. <laughs> Don't worry, <laughs> I can see how I can see I, I, I can be forgiving in that way, but I. I, I can't say that I blame you. I can't. <laughs> I just, you know, I really am confounded by the Aaron Paul thing. I'm because, just confounded, right? Because you know that shot of him in the trailer where you're just like, what? Is that Aaron Paul? You know what I'm talking <laughs> about, right? Where he's I just kind of so. like looking back. Uh, and it's it's that part in the movie where they're hanging people, right? Yeah. Um, is, that, is that look over the shoulder thing, right? At everybody else about how fucked up it is, right? Uh and literally, them, right? literally, that's every scene that he has in the movie is him doing that. He's kind of just, uh, he's a looky-loo. That's what his character should have been named, looky-loo. Yeah, looky-loo Joshua. <laughs> Joshua the looky-loo. <laughs> As portrayed by Aaron Paul. Well, I think we just came up with a solid entry in the Simpsons canon. <laughs> so uh, here's an interesting thing I don't know if you've seen yet. So uh, did, did you hear that... Um, Cards Against Humanity, uh-huh. uh, the, the people who make that game, in order to protest uh, Black Friday, uh, they removed all of their products from their online store. Yeah. Um, and they offered only a box of what they said was actual bullshit for $6. <laughs> and they said people shit and people the, were mad. Yeah. Did you hear about it? Yeah. People are really surprised that there's fucking poop. And it's like he tweeted it out. Like the, this the is what it is. This is if what we will send you. Expecting it to be something else that's not poop. You're actually buying a valuable life lesson for six dollars. I mean, you know. <laughs> and so, but uh, so I just posted an uproc story uh, to it, um, and uh, there's an unboxing video, <laughs> and and it's great, great because the unboxing video you get to the end, and the guy actually like goes and breaks apart the shit to see if there's actually something in it. Oh my. Dear Lord. It's like, like but no, here's the this thing. Is a, and then he's surprised that there's nothing in it. Like, <laughs> like are you fucking I almost I almost kind of like this guy for a certain reason, okay? So check this out. No, no, no. Hear me out. Okay, so so there are there Cards Against Humanity, those folks, they're a very different company. They're very strange. They do a lot of cool, interesting, kind of off the wall, off the beaten path sort of deals, right? Uh-huh. Um, so I love the idea that, yes, we sent you, uh, you know, a thing of shit. And that that is literally what we told you we would send you. And that is literally what we have sent you. I almost respect this guy in a way for just going, this is a weird company. They sent me this shit. First of all, I would laugh because they did that because that's funny. Mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, dude, I really ordered this. That's so cool. All right. They actually said that's hilarious. I yeah. did it in this. And it's a funny little thing that you did at the same time. I kind of applaud him for going, 
these people are weird. They've hidden cards within packages themselves and weird <laughs> shit like that. But it's such a little piece of poop. Like, what would possibly? Oh, I don't. Be? I don't know what size of the poop was. Is is a tiny little thing? It, it yeah. Like so a, the, it's a little cube shaped box that they ship you. That's like hand size, right? Right. But All it's right, not watch like the, watch the unboxing. I gotta video. watch there's the no video because I don't know. Talking. I don't know what the and size of poop is, but like, what if they like what if they hit a through. diamond? What if they hit like a small, tiny diamond that was worth like a hundred dollars inside the piece of poop? Well, the best part is that it so it's a box wrapped like like sealed inside of another box, right? Mm-hmm. Like a sealed box inside of the box. Um, and on the bottom of it, it says like "box made in China, poop made in America." And the guy goes, "I'm pretty sure it's not actually poop, but let's see what's up." And uh. <laughs> No, and then like when he gets it uh, out, he's like genuinely surprised. Let's taste this. Let's make sure it's genuine. Yep, that's poop, all right. <laughs> Wonder if that's rabbit. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> that is a good question. Do do they source the poop? I want to know where that uh, came from. Very curious. Don't know why I am, but I'd like to know. Cat, dog, horse. Some sort of animal? Did they gather up a large bit and portion off, or was it just like we picked up a little one off the curb and there it is, and that's what you're getting? There's a lot. I have a lot of questions. I don't know why, but I do. <laughs> I'm very curious. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Well, Tell- go watch that video. It's funny as shit. I got t- funny as shit. Get it? Yeah. <laughs> Bam. Bam. Boom. <laughs>